has redeemed us from the cause of the law. The cause of the law is sicknesses, diseases, poverty, and ultimate death. The third part that many people, you see, let me point to something here. There's what you call spiritual death, which is going to hell and lake of fire. That is spiritual death. If somebody is still in their sin and they have not been regenerated, they didn't accept Christ, they are dead in their sins. Jesus Christ said, if you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. That means they will go to that lake of fire, which is spiritual death. But there is a physical death that human beings have been going through, which is the good news, also the third good news that we need to know. Just like say, say good news, Christ has forgiven us, we are now to come back to him. Good news that human has given us the victory over sicknesses, diseases, we can overcome all these things. We don't have to be going from doctor to doctor, from hospital to hospital, being, being troubled by Satan. Not by God, by Satan. Like slave master, just whipping his slaves with sicknesses, diseases, all those type of troubles. But when we come to Christ, we are free. And But you have to exercise. You have to stand your ground against the devil. You have to confess what the word of God says. You have to know who you are in Christ and confess it before Satan and he has to begin to withdraw from you. The other part is that Christ actually has brought to for us, this physical death that it should be no more. Say, so, well, that will be by and by, yeah, but you can begin to enjoy it that also. Look at it from Gospel of John, chapter 3. That's the spiritual death, verse 14 and 15. Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. It says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Verse 15. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's the the, the spiritual day, you won't go to lake of fire, but you have everlasting life. You will believe. Now, let's go to chapter 6, verse 39 and 40. Gospel of John, chapter 6. Verse 39. Now, we are talking about the will. The will. What's the will? The will. The, the father's will, which is the will that the man that owned the estate wants to give to his children. That is the father's will. And this is the father's will. God is our Father. So this is the Father's will which has sent me that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but I should raise it up again at the last day. That is what Jesus Christ has come to do, to raise all those that believe in him. They will die. If they die physically, he will raise them up at the last day. And went on in verse 40 also, and in verse 44, he said it again. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son and believeth on him, may have everlasting life. It's automatically have an everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 44 again, and verse 47, he said the same thing. Verse 44, he said, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me drawing. Now, that is where many of us make a mistake because we try to beat our head over the world, Father God, why is this man not changing? Or oh, we see the world full of evildoers. He has said, no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. So you are blessed for even listening. You are being drawn by the Father. You should be grateful. 
You are being drawn by the Father God for believing. So you have to know that. Because you can't even come except the Father is drawing you. And Christ said, I know my sheep. So it's not everybody in the world that are his sheep. He said it with his own mouth. He said, no man can come to me except the Father which shall send me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. So you and I that are listening, that you pay attention to this thing, you have to be grateful that God has called you to believe. Verse 47. Verse 47. Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. The next verse. I am that bread of life. So he was more or less saying, the same thing I was saying, it is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and you already have this everlasting life. Remember that. Now, I talk about the physical destiny. It's a good news is that you are not going to hell because if you believe. The other good news is giving you authority over sickness and disease. You have to live above those things by knowing whom you are and exercising your faith. And the third part is that it's not only the spiritual death, there's the physical death he has said. First John chapter, John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. God, Gospel of John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. The Lord Jesus Christ was saying this to Martha when he came to raise up Lazarus. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you are dead, you shall live. That's the resurrection. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. If you can believe that. So believe it all this. So that is telling us he has power also over the physical death. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, he said, the Apostle Paul also said the same thing to us that Christ has actually come to lay it down for us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. That it is manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. Which type of death? Physical and spiritual. Abolished. And has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Remember in the days of many hundred years ago, they abolished the slave trade. When they abolished slave trade, I mean the powers that be, the government say no more. But you see, the slaves are not free. They have to fight in America just to keep them free. Also, civil war because of that. So it's still going on. Christ said, I've abolished death. But you see, people are still dying. Why? Because it's some, some slave masters, they love the slaves. They love to keep the slaves. Not that they love slaves. They love to keep the slaves slaves. Because they are making money out of it. So that was why they had to fight civil war over in this country. Because of slave trade. They didn't want to let the slaves go. Satan didn't want his slaves to go either. Satan, who is the slave master for women, he been slave, keeping them as slaves since Adam fell. Didn't want the slaves to go, but Christ has defeated him. And then he's, after he's defeated him, but you have to believe it and follow the champion and say, I'm now with the champion. The devil will now be scared of you, but if you don't know, the devil will still say, <laughs> say well, that in those days, the slaves are also afraid of their slave master. Some have to sneak out. And they say the people have run after them with guns. Also, I watched some of those movies since we came back. Away. The slave ran away and they tried to shoot him. And they say, if I can just cross over to the north, where they are free. See? The same thing, you have to cross over to Jesus. Come to the kingdom of God, where you are free from all these evil things. The devil is still putting up a mankind. That is what is going on. He said, Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality. Even physical one. 
to light through the gospel. You believe in it, pressing on to receive, to get yourself free. Say, deliver thy several daughter of Zion. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24 and 26. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24 and 26. This is how Apostle Paul presented the story. That Christ is ruling now from verse 23. He said, Christ is reigning until the end. He said, then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Verse 25. For Christ must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So what are these enemies? Sin is the first enemy. Diseases, sicknesses, these are spirits. You have to remember that we're not just talking about, we say, well, they, no, they are some pathogens, you know, some uh, viruses, you know, some of those things you cannot see, but they are tormenting mankind. But God said they are spirits. Satanic forces that we are dealing with that are sending all those animals, or what you call them, animals, pathogens, viruses, they are animals, invisible animals, or microscopic animals. And some of those that are not animals, they are just plants. Some plant seeds that they can get upon your nose and you sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. But see, spirits can also gather them and come and dump it on you too. Those are the ones we are dealing with. Those are the enemies. They are causing sicknesses, they are causing death, they are causing poverty, they are causing all those evil things. And they are the enemy. Christ must reign until he has put all the enemy under his feet. But see, when you say he must reign, it's already raining. But he says he's going to put all the enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is that death, which is the physical death. So the satanic spirit causing that also. But they specialize in heart attack. People just die upon their bed. They don't know what's happening. See, spirits do so those things. But he said he's going to put all those enemies under his feet. Now, this is not talking about the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he has already reigned. But the church is the body of Christ. Say amen. How many people believe that? The church, that's believers. We are the body of Christ. Remember the story in the book of uh, Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And God showed him that dream. And it was symbolizing the kingdoms of the world. It was a statue of image. Head of gold, breast of silver, brass in the belly, the legs of iron, and the toes. And Daniel interpreted that image to mean the kingdom of the world from the days of Babylon. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are the head. So that image of a human being was representing the kingdoms of the world from the head to the toe. He said at the toes at the end of the world, God is going to set up a kingdom a stone that was caught without hands that's going to bruise that image at its feet that was made of iron and clay. Daniel chapter 2, you can read the whole story there, the interpretation. Now, that was symbolized to Nebuchadnezzar as a kingdom. Now, the kingdom of God is similar. The kingdom of God now is represented in that another vision of Daniel chapter 7 that that kingdom of God is a son of man, a woman being. People say, that's Jesus. Yeah, it's, the head is Jesus. The head is Jesus. The body is the church. 
But that's why when the angel was interpreting Daniel chapter 7, you can go back to Daniel chapter 7 and, and see what the angel said to Daniel when he was saying, what are these meaning of these things? He said, the people of the saints of the Messiah will take over the kingdom. He didn't say the Messiah will take over the kingdom. The people, that is the whole body of Christ, head to toe, the church. So that means we are the body of Christ. So when he said, the last enemy to be destroyed, he will put all enemies under his feet. He's not talking about under the feet of Christ that's already ruling in heaven. It's under his body's feet, the church. Are you understand what I'm saying? So it is under our feet that he has to subdue these things. And while we are not getting to subdue it yet, because we are still afraid of the devil, we are still afraid not to move overcoming sicknesses and diseases. We are still struggling with sicknesses and diseases are much more dead because sicknesses and diseases are preliminary dead. Not so. So what he was prophesying is that he will reign, that his Christ will still be reigning in heaven. So that is, remember what he also said? Whatsoever you shall bind or not shall be bound in heaven. Where does it initiate first? Earth. We, you and I have to bind it or not first. And he just rubber stamp it in heaven. So if you are not binding anything on earth, you are not knowing your authority, you are afraid of the enemy, then you are not able to bind anything, so he's helpless. He couldn't do anything. That is why many things are happening among the body of Christ. We are still not on, on enjoying all the benefits he has provided for us. There's a lot of benefits Christ has provided. And that is the good news. I say, what is this good news? Seeing is dealt with. Sickness as is there, even the physical death. It's already said it's under our feet, but we have to come to the level understanding it and begin to exercise our authority. And the devil, who is the slave master, have to back off. Have to back off. When you know your right, they back off. If you don't know your right, they stand their ground and see whether you, you know everything. So that's the reason. They all say, My people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. So our problem is not knowing these things and not believing what we said we had. I not believing what you said, what you had. If when we believe it and we begin to exercise, we will see that it works. It works. But try it. You don't need to try. Do it. Somebody said, don't try. You do it. When you do it, you will see that it works. I was in a place many years ago. We were doing what a camp meeting. Camp meeting in the college. I was still in college then. And we collect, we got we got all these high school kids for Christian camp meeting. Some of them are 13 year old, 12, 13, 14, 15 high school kids. We taught them the word of God and so on. And then we taught them about praying over, over, over sickness and so on. And then we break into groups. And I went with about six boys, they are all boys. Yeah, six boys in my own group. Every senior, we are college students. Then they were high school kids. So we gathered them, and then we were to follow through, follow up with what they have been taught in the general assembly. And one of these boys brought a question to me in the, in the little group. I said, "Yeah, what you call in Africa? You know what you call kata? Yeah, your runny nose, you know? runny nose." This boy said, "Yeah, been suffering from this. While he was in campus in that camp, he was having this runny nose." So maybe I could pray for him. I said, no, I don't need to pray for you. Everything we have been 
teaching you since the last two days, three days, that you have authority over these things. Try yourself. You do it yourself. You just lay your hand for your nose and say what you want to happen. Okay, so the boy did that. He didn't say it out. And then we came back to the General Assembly. I didn't know what happened. He didn't say anything. But when we came back to the General Assembly, we have to, after the break up into groups, we came back together. And this 13 year old boy stood up to testify when they were asking testimony. This young boy stood up to testify that in that room, when this brother told him to take that same authority, I did it quietly. He said, to his amazement, it worked. That was his own testimony. So what I'm telling you is that it works to, for a little boy. It works for a whole grown-up. It works. Let me give you another reason. For someone who said, well, you are telling us what happened 30 years ago. What has God done since then? When I was raising my children, they were playing tennis. And one Saturday, they said, Daddy, we want to go and play tennis. There were three of them then. The oldest was 12 years old, 12, 11, and then 10. I've... About 4 p.m., I didn't feel like going to drive. I have to drive them to the, to the tennis court. I don't feel like, okay, they said they want to go and practice. Okay, okay, carry into the car. But reluctantly, I was taking them there, not too far away. So as we were going into the tennis court, we were just driving, I saw the rain started dripping. Aha! The rain is not going to let you play today. So it's not, and the Lord said, why, why don't you let them pray about the rain? So I said, well, I'm not going to pray for the rain, not to report. So the rain is still dripping, dripping. And these boys, they guess, two girls and one boy, they were so excited. They wanted to play today. Well, I said, well, you have to, you guys have to take authority upon this rain. I'm not going to take any authority upon this rain. In my heart, I was reluctant to even come. Because I have to stay there, and they have to play for one hour, and I have to just be watching. Also. So that was my reluctance. So I said, okay, are you guys one really want to play? Well, you, the Lord said, you take authority if you can you pray. You are the oldest, 12 year old, you lead others to pray. I'll just say amen with you guys. So I sat down there. And the rain was still dripping, dripping, not heavy rain yet. More like I thought it was a test for them. That's what I said, because if it's a, you can see the black cloud just come towards the, towards the tennis court and dripping some waters. And if that continues, the place will be too wet, they can play. So I said, well, you pray. You are the oldest, you pray. So she just said, oh, Jesus Christ, we want to pray. We just ask this way not to, not, to, not to fall in Jesus' name. They say, amen. So I said, amen. To their amazement, the water stopped dripping. To their amazement, I said, well. And I said, well, Lord, you are doing this for me. I, I, I saw the hand of the Lord teaching them something. Taking it out of my hands, that... I didn't want to pray because I was doubting. Not only doubting, I was not interested in today's thing. But they were interested. God is telling them, teaching them, you have the same authority that your father has. You have the same authority that the pastor has. So when the pastor says, everybody come forward and pray, why do you have to come forward? If you know that, if you understood what he has just taught you, you could sit there and pray. The pastor has to lay his hand upon me. That's when you cannot help yourself. If you cannot help yourself, then you need the elders to pray over you. But if you understand that this authority is to be put under the body of Christ, under our feet, not under the feet of the pastors, not under the feet of the evangelists or prophets, under the feet of the church. And if you are a member of the church, it's under your feet also. Amen? Amen? But believe it. 
then act on it. Do it, praise the Lord. So that is the challenge. It's not a challenge, it's the, it's the truth. You are now to just say, gee, I'm, I'm going to do that. That was what that boy in high school did when we, when we, when we just challenged them. Now do it yourself. You see, it works. It works. Because you are not dealing with this preacher that taught you. You are not dealing with men. You are dealing with the Almighty God who is everywhere and is listening. And he's saying, you are also my child. Even that four, five-year-old guy is still his child. You see? But do it. It's very easy for little kids to even understand and believe it and take action. And, it will, and they see that it works. They don't lose it after you have grown up and become to be educated by the scientists. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't let the scientists over-educate you. The word of God is so simple. Jesus Christ said, this is for everybody. Believe it. Act on it. You will see that it works. Praise the Lord. That is my message for you today. This is the good news. Sin has been dealt with. Good news. Sickness has been dealt with. Good news. Even the physical death has been dealt with. If we can only believe it and take the steps. Praise the Lord. Let's give praises to the Lord. Just thank Jesus. Just, no, no, don't clap your hands. Lift your hands and wave to him. Clapping is applauding man. You don't applaud man. Waving to him is glorifying Jesus. That's how you thank him. Just say, thank you, Jesus. That you have brought this thing to mankind. Thank you, Jesus. You that are washing this over the airways, just stand up and say, I believe these things, and I'm going to act on it, and begin to thank the Lord that he has called to him who believe. Like he said, no man can come unto me except the Father draws him. So let's stand up to our feet. Stand up to our feet. And thank the Lord and just pray right now to, your, to, to him for yourself. Say, Lord, thank you for this understanding. The good news that you have revealed to us, I want that good news. I want to begin to exercise my right and authority as a believer. And that authority is for you, for everyone. Thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. I didn't call you to come forward because you have heard this truth. Just confess Christ and you are saved. And if you need healing for your body, just Lay your hand upon yourself like he said, this son shall follow them that believe. You too. Lay your hand upon yourself and believe and you see it works for you. And believe that he has actually abolished death. It's for you. It's for every believer. Everyone that is in his body, head to toe, is his body. So the enemy is to be put under your feet. And we are to initiate all this authority on that. He's in heaven ratifying it. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just praise you. We worship you. Let your name, Lord, be glorified. Let this word that you have born to our heart, let it minister to everyone that listens to it, whether on television or they are listening to it on the internet or they are online right now watching it. And we that are here, Lord, let it rouse up our faith to take the steps for Jesus and glorify your name. And your name alone be glorified, Lord. Thank you, Father. For you have done it for us. You finish it on the cross. Say it is finished. Our redemption is completed. Christ has redeemed us, mankind, that believe from the cause of the Lord. Sin, sicknesses, diseases, death, they are all the cause of the Lord. You have redeemed us from it. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the glory of the Lord our God forever. Amen. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. Take it over. Going to give unto the Lord. Come with your thanksgiving. Come with praise unto Him. Come rejoicing. It is time to give unto Him. It's a fact that we are all alive and we're here this morning. So come rejoicing. Bring your sacrifices unto Him. Bring your offering in the mighty name of Jesus. Come down.
praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.